0: Hello and welcome back, Tappers. This is Murder on Tap, and we are your hosts, Ali and Jose.
1: What is up, everybody?
0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us for another episode. We hope you are all well, and... Beautiful. Beautiful, naturally. Wait, that doesn't sound right.
1: Even if you're not naturally beautiful?
0: Anyway, that's not the point. We hope you guys are well, and we're slowly... Actually, I don't even know what the hell is going on. Hey, it's so. kind of
1: getting back to uh, something mm, different, at least.
0: Something. Slowly, everybody's opening up.
1: Slowly. The
0: states are reopening and
1: slowly. Yada, Some. yada.
0: But this is not your COVID 19 news. So follow your local news station to find that out.
1: Or don't. Or don't. Just we forget the news.
0: No. Not that we don't care, but it's you. What's going on, Jose?
1: Uh, nothing is going on because nothing is usually going on lately.
0: I know. It's been two months of.
1: Other oh, Then we got three little palm trees for the backyard.
0: Oh, that was exciting.
1: Yeah. We got some soil. We planted some little palms. <laughs> it gives us some. <laughs> that's uh, been some the most exciting thing we've
0: done in like the last. Yeah. Two months. <laughs>
1: Oh, and happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there.
0: Yes. We hope you all had a lovely Mother's Day weekend and were treated like the angels that you are. Yes. Indeed. Uh, any beer news you want to share?
1: Um, you know what? I'm going to let you take this one because it's pretty long and you could... Uh, yeah.
0: Perfect. There we go. So, uh, for all you White Claw drinkers... Um, Hey, it's not that bad, actually. Like I said, if you drink enough of them and fast enough, you get a pretty nice head change.
1: Okay, that's not good advice to give to people. Just saying, (laughs) uh,
0: for anyone that is a White Claw fan, they are actually going to be releasing um, a new White Claw with a lower calorie uh, and I believe a lower ABV, obviously.
1: Oh yeah, I heard about that one's gonna be a lot lower.
0: Yeah, yeah, like seventy calories. The one that is uh, like the
1: 100. current
0: one, yeah, it's about I think it's ninety-five or a hundred, but. Yeah. Um, and
1: that one's at like a 55 percent.
0: Five percent, so five point is, something. I yeah, so say, this one's gonna
1: be down to like a. I think like, like a regular 4%, beer type. Four yeah. percent,
0: yeah, but that's kind of cool. Hey, a little less calories, especially for. Uh, you know,
1: all Those of us that have watchers. been
0: staying home and eating excessively—not I mean, excessively,
1: but more than usual—because yeah. you can't do anything other than drink, eat, stuff your face, sleep,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: or do crossword puzzles.
0: Oh, don't even get me started. And another fun piece of news that also involves some hard seltzer drinks: uh, Anheuser Busch. Who um, recently launched their like Bud Light seltzer and some of their other seltzers that I'm not too familiar with, but well, the Bud they, Light seltzer is
1: the newest thing.
0: It is. They're basically launching.
1: I would try that one.
0: I would too. I'm definitely kind of interested, especially because the ABV is a little bit higher. But they're basically launching a hard cocktail seltzer and basically um it's like mike's
1: hard lemonade type of seltzer kind of because those are higher in percentage or
0: kind of what
1: are those other called the boonies oh, remember the boonies b-
0: boonies yeah
1: maybe something like that those fruity maybe know. maybe well, last time i drank one of those i was 16. <laughs> oh, i don't
0: even know do those even exist still
1: Maybe I don't even know.
0: I'm not even sure if I've seen any. I'm sure they're somewhere. These Anheuser-Busch cocktails basically are going to be uh, about 7% ABV and ranging up to about 150 calories. And they're going to uh, launch three very uh, popular cocktails. Uh, You might be familiar, uh, familiar with Old Fashioned. Yeah. uh there's the something called a citrus gimlet and yeah. a sidecar the sidecar um, yeah not too familiar with those ones sidecar
1: but, yeah i don't know about the gimlet but i've really sure I have, I have
0: heard gim- of it actually i think i've heard of gimlet i just don't think i've tried it but anyway look out for those that's kind of cool i'd be interested in trying those so maybe that's one of the ones we'll review
1: maybe it depends we'll on if I want to or not.
0: We could do those on the Friday <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah. So if you guys don't listen to the Friday podcast, uh, that might be the time.
0: Hmm. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure when they are launching this, but...
1: Just keep a eye out and an open ear.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, if I do come across it, we'll mention it. But as of right now, I don't think there's a date. But it should be interesting. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: That'll be kind of cool. Well, do you want to tell us about the beer that we're drinking today?
1: Certainly. Thank you. This beer, we try to do a local one this time around.
0: Yes, this is exciting. Very,
1: very local. Uh, we've actually been here yes, to drink. Yes,
0: on several occasions. And it's
1: very cool. It's out there. Uh, I believe this is uh, considered a Glen Oak still.
0: You know what? Even though we've gone there so many times, I can tell you, I still never remember how to get there. Well,
1: it's because it's a little back alley type and of I drive area. There all the time. Um, I
0: don't drink and drive. Don't get me wrong. I'll have like a beer and then sober up, and then I'm good, and I drive. But I still, for the life of me, cannot remember. And it's a cute little brewery. It's like this little indoor spot, and they have like benches set up, and they have like their brewing station. Um, towards the back of the, the place. It's and a warehouse. A little, it's yeah, a warehouse behind, like the back of the warehouse. They have all the brewing stations, and then they have the little bar where, you know, you get your beer.
1: Yeah, it's um, and then they games. They have a popcorn. lot of uh, like they have like um, yeah, games out there. like Bring your What's food. what's that game that a lot of people play? A BYOF. War, cards of humanity or Card- something like that. Yeah, cards. They have that stuff. They have humans uh, against. No. no, cards. Cards against, against humanity. humanity? Something well, yeah, it like is. that. Never
0: yeah, it's... Goes to show how much we play.
1: They have that. They have like Jenga and all that stuff. And then you could bring your own stuff. Like yeah. they let you bring your own stuff. Totally. Um, I don't think they have beer. I mean, they don't have food there. No. But they I mean, let you bring in like you order a you pizza. Can you could pick it up at the like, front. You know.
0: Yeah, you can pretty much bring anything you want, any of your own fav- food. And then the kind of cool thing is like. It's kind of like a community like sitting area some parts it's are not like it's not like all of
1: it kind of like benches area yeah. like you know like old school the school benches and then you just sit there you know everybody knows everybody because everybody you know the 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 crowd is um
0: all locals
1: it's all locals it's all the same crowd that goes there for so sure. they know each other it's you know for sure it's like One a following is. it's a following of this company and it's Pretty cool. My brother goes there all the time. Yes. Or at least before this thing.
0: Shout out to Danny for introducing us to the San Fernando Brewery. Yeah, shout out to Danny. obsessed with that place. He
1: loves it. He's a UPS driver and he's keeping your deliveries on time.
0: Absolutely. Constantly putting our name and shouting us out too. Yep. Thanks, Danny.
1: Um, so yeah, let's get on to what we're talking about, which is the San Fernando Brewing Company. They're out in a uh, San Fernando, which is stupid. I thought it was Glen Oaks. Oh. Because. Uh, They're
0: on San Fernando.
1: No, not the the, the city of San Fernando. They're actually on a Park Park Street. Oh. It's by if you're in if you're local to the area, you know it's um. By the San Fernando Swap Meet. It's close to that area okay. on Glen Oaks and Arroyo.
0: Now I remember how to get there. Yeah. Thanks.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so let's get into it. Um, the San Fernando Brewing Company was founded by two members, co-founders. Co- First, Vic, you might need to help me with this name, Vic Chochanian.
0: He's an Armenian?
1: I believe so. No shit. Let me know if I'm saying it right, Chochanian.
0: Um, yeah, I think it's Kuchanian.
1: Kuchanian and uh, his brother Joe.
0: Shut up. Yeah. I had no idea it was so Me funny. either, you know? Look at that.
1: I just remember the bearded guy in the back one day, and I was like, wow. My
0: people. I'm just
1: <laughs> Free drinks for Allie. For Allie. <laughs> so in uh, 2012, they decided to try to open up a brewery. And, um,. Yeah, because they like beer, you know? I think Vic started off where he was staying at the time. And people would ask him, like, what are you doing? Because he was, like, mixing up stuff. And, you know, he's like, I'm making beer. I read in a little article that people were like, oh, is that legal? And he's like, yeah, it's beer, you know? So they decided on 2012 to open up a brewery. uh, And that same year, Vic had completed a degree at CSUN. And he had earned his teaching credentials.
0: Yes, high five to all my Armenians who end up at CSUN. Like myself.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, it took it actually took them two years to locate a building for the brewery. And then it took them two other years to build the business up. Nice. So, let's say 2016. Okay. Okay. Um, while all that was happening, Vic was... Uh, Vic was building a following for the beer by joining into the uh, competition circuit. The beer uh, competition circuit. Nice. You know, put the name out there. Even if he didn't win or if he won, all these people have been trying it. And they're like, oh, what kind of beer is this? Where is this from? Yeah. So, you know, build up a little following. Especially being a local brewery. And it's good that he was doing it while he was trying to build it up. Instead of trying to do it after the fact. Yeah. So you could see the business coming in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the best way to get your foot into the business, too, you know? Get your name out there, get people to taste test your shit, or else how are they going to find out about it?
1: So, um, while he was doing that, he also accomplished the goal of becoming a middle school math teacher. Boom. And he had also taught math, I mean, he had taught math at Granada Hills, Charter High School in the summers, which then, later, he was offered a full-time position. Oh. The thing is that the brewery started taking off during mm-hmm. that time. Naturally. So he decided to go to the brewery route. And in July 2015, 2015, <laughs> 2015 the San Fernando Brewing Company was opened. Nice. I saw that uh, when they opened it up, you know that you know they noticed a lot of like um, local politicians and like locals like ready to check out what it was. What, what, you know the big hype about it, and let's go try something out that's something local, yeah, just for us because we San Fernando Brewing we don't have a brewery over I mean, there. San Fernando there, doesn't eh? have anything like yeah, that, it's not you know it's not so. anything like that. So um, yeah, so they opened up in twenty fifteen. And uh, a lot of the, they have a few awards down uh, from San Diego County, LA County, and a lot of uh, California competitions. Nice. Uh, they even have now a uh, retailer in Costco that uh, began selling their beers in the San Fernando Valley. Shut San up. Fernando Valley.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so good they're they're for good them. for them.
1: Yeah, it's a good company. So, let me get into the beer. Yeah, I've already drank like half of it. You yeah. are a <laughs> drinker. <laughs> so, this is the San Fernando Brewing Company's Wolfskill IPA mm-hmm. in the Appell L.
0: One of our favorite ones when we do visit oh, the Oh, it's brewing. a good one. Yeah.
1: And, um, oh, there's one other one that you have to try. is like the Darth Vader. But that one is strong. Is
0: that the, like, 9 or 10 or 11? That's, 11, like, the eleven, 11 one. one. That's just, like, a
1: stout, like a yeah, dark, yeah. dark stout. Ooh, that was oh, good. I
0: remember that now. We tried that. You tried that the last time we were there. Yeah,
1: when we went for uh, Danny's, Danny's birthday.
0: birthday. Mm-hmm. Good Happy time. birthday, Danny. Good I know it
1: was, like, a, about two years ago. It was in November. It wasn't this last November that we went. Oh. I, so, I think it was. this beer is an American IPA. And it has an alcohol percentage of 7%. (laughs) 7%. Oh wait, we didn't even... Oh, cheers.
0: Yes, I've been waiting. That's why I've been drinking. Mm. Memories.
1: Oh, that's good. That takes me back to the Pacoima days. (laughs) Out there with the vatos chilling in the hood, you know? (laughs) Trying to get $2 off of I'll rip bag from Home Depot because a guy that works at Lowe's told me to do it. <laughs> if you rip the bag, you get $2 off, man. <laughs> like, All right. So, like I said, 7.8% alcohol. And let's get into what it looks like since you got a nice cold glass tonight.
0: I sure do. I'll
1: put that shit in the freezer for you so you <laughs> can...
0: Shit? i call my
1: cup. Your cup... <laughs> In the freezer so you could get a nice chill beer.
0: Good call, good call. Touche to you.
1: Touche. I don't wear one of those. (laughs) It's all natural hair. (laughs) So, what do you see as far as color? What do you keep on shaking? It's not a wine. I
0: know, I'm trying. I know, but I like to. I'm a beer connoisseur, Jose. This is what we do.
1: Oh. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what do you see in the color?
0: Well, it's a Beautiful, rich, golden color. And. Is it hazy? Not at all. Not at all. It's Can your you classic. It? Yeah. It's your classic beer.
1: Classical.
0: Classic beer look. Classic beer color. There's not too much of foam. That's why I keep stirring it. To see if.
1: And the head builds up.
0: create any kind of foamy head. But not really. Nice. But. So good, so good. I really, I really enjoy this beer.
1: It is pretty tasty. So now for the smell, give it a big hops. Yes, yeah, the small sure, for sure.
0: Hops, not so much malt, but
1: I think the malt's in the flavor.
0: Yeah, the malt in the flavor and it's not too strong though. No, but it
1: smells it has that like to me it has like an earthy smell like It does. Like grass or
0: It does. Because I want to say like panda. fresh water grass. That's mm. what I smell the
1: most is the hops. Yeah, it's very it, it you can see the you can smell the hops.
0: Like usually you can smell a distinct like citrus or even pine, or some kind of, especially with like the fruitier IPAs, like some kind of fruit, but obviously <laughs> this is not any of those. It's a very subtle, just nice smell.
1: I agree with you on that. So, taste test, even though you oh already drank half part. of it. <laughs> cheers, everybody, if we forgot to say cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Um, something about the flavor is yeah that one is hops it stands out aside from the hops it's just
1: it's you could taste I think you could taste the malt more on this now which it balances out the the, to me it smells a good amount like hops but it doesn't taste a lot a lot like hops no but even the malt I think the the malt is like I think it's like a caramelly Like a sweet malt.
0: That's a good way to describe it. They. Malt kind of. You taste it in the back of your throat.
1: Yeah, which balances it out because the. Yeah. The hops is in the front and then you can feel the the malt in the back.
0: Yeah, but it's not like. It's not bitter. To me, it's not bitter at all. No,
1: no. It has a little bit of bitterness, but it's not like crazy bitter.
0: No, but it's just right.
1: So, should I say what the reviewer said? Mm hmm. And to be honest, I'm disappointed in the reviewers because there was only three of them. I got this from Beer Advocate. They don't know I usually about. like to get Beer Advocate's you know, reviews because there's a bunch of people that do different whatever they think. And so I try to get what they uh, all agree on, usually. But some people usually put like some wild stuff. Like, this thing tastes like you just peeled open a pineapple and... <laughs> mashed it together with a grapefruit and poured it over a cup of lime.
0: But that wasn't the case in this situation? No, not at all. This decided? one only
1: had three reviews. I was like, are you serious?
0: Well, I guess we need to get out there. Uh, you know what? To I'm going
1: to start jumping on beer advocacy. Hell yeah, you should. you we know, should no have been review. doing
0: this from the get-go. So, We're terrible at podcasting. My God.
1: Speak for yourself. Wow. So, the people have voiced their opinion and said that the look is a clear golden brown. Okay. You were close.
0: Close. I mean, I guess the brown, but just, it's such a...
1: I would say more like... It's
0: like like, a rich gold color. Yeah. Like, you know that? Like, a a gold brick? That's what it reminds me of.
1: Damn, how many gold bricks have you seen in your life?
0: Let me tell you. Shit. None, but...
1: (laughs) None, but the ones I see in the movies, <laughs> they look like this.
0: Granted, they're a lot more shinier in the movies, but I can only imagine.
1: Uh, when you watch that show Gold Rush, <laughs> they're always digging out this color stuff. So the smell, they said it was hops, malt, and super malt. I tried to rhyme something, but they didn't know what it was. So they mostly said it was hops and caramel malt. Okay. Sweet malt, like I was saying.
0: Okay. Well, because you read it already.
1: No, but I did taste that.
0: Oh my goodness, that doesn't count.
1: Okay, then maybe I shouldn't write anything. I'm just
0: kidding. So. (laughs) We need that part.
1: The taste. They said it was balanced malt and hops and bitterness. And what they put it was, they said it was very earthy. Which to me, when you say very earthy, it sounds like it's like. Like I don't know, like dirt into it. That's exactly what's like. Like it smells, smells <laughs> like dirt. I mean, tastes t- uh, sounds like dirt because I don't know about everybody, but I've tasted dirt before, uh, and uh, it has a certain flavor.
0: I mean, I don't doubt that some of us have time or two.
1: Just uh, don't go and taste fertilizer.
0: Ew! Did you taste
1: fertilizer? Because sure? that's a whole different story. Oh. <laughs> that's a yeah. whole different. Th- Kind of Earth. <laughs> we need
0: to uh, cover that one day. <laughs> I'm curious.
1: And uh, join me for my new podcast, Eating Dirt Fertilizer by Jose.
0: Dirt Eaters
1: Fertilizer made by Jose. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. Gross.
0: <laughs> do you want to tell us about the bottle too?
1: Yes, I do. Yay. I like these bottles because they're they're just plain and simple. Yeah. It's uh, San Fernando Brewing Company. Bold letters in the front. Uh, San Fernando, California. And it has like this little like lamp.
0: Or maybe it's a bell.
1: Hey, maybe it is. Like those, I don't know. Old, I don't know. I
0: can't tell.
1: Maybe it's like it might be. Family. It, it looks like a, a yeah, old time lamp or bell. And the, you know what this reminds me of? For some reason, this reminds me of the, the missions in San Fernando.
0: Oh, maybe.
1: This reminds me what that would, that, that would be. It must
0: be connected.
1: Could be. So it says Wolf IPA in the bottom, in the uphill, 22 fluid ounces. We got a 22 ounce here this time. Yeah, yeah. This one was about, what, seven bucks?
0: Yeah, about, like, 6 59 or something. Yeah. Yeah, $7. Um,
1: yeah. And the green on the bottom. It's all, like, the olive green type. And, um, yeah, it's just straight, straight to the point. That's it. Yeah. On the side, if you guys want to check them out, it's at um, uh, San Fernando Brewing Company dot com. Or it gives you the even look at that. It even gives you the address of where they're at exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says visit us at our brew uh, brewery tap room, four two five Park Avenue, San Fernando, California nine one three four zero. Nice. But right now they are not letting people in, other than deliveries or um, pickups.
0: Okay, I mean at
1: least that. And by deliveries, I mean people delivering to them. Nice. Oh, hold oh, no, no, no. I read also that they do do deliveries, um, but the minimum is like forty-five bucks, and you have to be in like their radius. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. I mean, they can't. Be you like want
1: to be driving off and wasting gas, money, money on and gas. stuff. yeah. Plus, say we order something. We're out here in the Montrose area, which is
0: I mean, we're at least
1: 16 miles away. Yeah, so they I, a I drive. wouldn't
0: make mind taking a drive to them anyway.
1: There you go. It's something that we could do for the weekend.
0: Absolutely.
1: Visit your local brew pub.
0: Yeah. So order some beer. Local brews. Go home. Breweries.
1: Breweries. Put some Hot Pockets in the oven. <laughs> and bam, you guys just have a party. Make some guacamole. Bring out the tostitos.
0: Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant put guacamole on your hot pocket. I was like, what kind of craving are you having?
1: <laughs> you know what?
0: Don't. Don't.
1: You just gave me an idea.
0: Let's not.
1: And we have guacamole in the fridge, too. Oh, man. All right, we're going to take a little break. We're going to eat a hot pocket <laughs> with guacamole on it, and we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> Negative. No, that's it. Not happening. Well that was great. I'm really glad we went with this beer because I missed it and it's just very uh nostalgic to
1: It's very good actually. It's yeah. It's not one of it's those great it's not one of those beers that's like like the la- the other beers that we've been having are like super flavorful and you and you know they're like Yeah putting emphasis on
0: And they're great.
1: Their emphasis is like sweet chocolate or yeah, yeah. you know this and that which is great but this is really just like bam just a good old fashioned a, a classic IPA. IPA that's what it is mm-hmm. nice classic IPA anybody could drink
0: highly recommended very and recommendable definitely when this whole situation is over with this pandemic make sure to check them out I do know that their hours—they uh, do close a little bit early, which they used to close at like ten p.m. Yeah, yeah. It was like last call. So, just uh, morning, which is
1: cool because you know it makes them—you want to be out, you know. Yeah, it it's makes responsible them even of them.
0: More, I know, which makes them even more like they're—they're
1: uh, they're looking out for the locals.
0: Yeah, that and like people want to go. You know what I mean?
1: yeah. Like, and it's always packed there. It's it is, always it's packed. It's
0: Always packed. I mean, there's enough seating. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it's not packed where you have to stand packed. up and. And isn't there a cute little dog that they have?
1: Was it like a white dog, is that Like the one thing about?
0: Labrador, or a golden retriever. It somewhere? might be. Oh, I just remember a dog being there and just being sweet. But um, yeah, definitely check out San Fernando Brewing.
1: San Fernando Brewing, in San Fernando Park Avenue. Give them a look.
0: Soup's cool. Thanks for the. Uh, breakdown, Jose. I'm so excited to know that they are it's an Armenian owned (laughs) and and (laughs) Armenian started brewery. That fucking excites me so much. This inspires me to be a brewer now.
1: Hey, let's start our own Murder on Tap brewery.
0: Maybe we should.
1: First beer is gonna be blood brew.
0: Oh. With real blood. With a little bit of
1: our blood in it. (laughs)
0: No, no, let's not do that.
1: Well, that's (laughs) about it for my story. My, uh, sorry, my segment of the podcast. What do we have in store for our true crime portion?
0: Awesome, it's my turn. So, today, um... I keep getting these stupid notifications about this chase that's happening. It's like, just let, let it go. Okay, sorry. So, uh, today I'm actually covering the case of um, Carly Lane Gouset. I don't know if you remember, but um, I don't even remember when it was, but sometimes... Gouset? Yeah. I
1: don't know. I've never heard of her.
0: Well, you haven't heard of her, but I don't remember when it was, but we're like huge fans of Don't Make Fun of Us, of Life PD. (laughs) At least Um... I am. I'm okay so, with it. No, not... I love it. I'm, like, obsessed with the show, and it's it's pretty fucking cool, and once in a while, they You have only these... like Stitch. There's a few others that I really like. Ugh. Shout out to Rhode Island. I can't remember his name. Get the hell out but of it. But anyway. <laughs> Continue
1: with the damn story. <laughs>
0: Sorry. And then, um...
1: <laughs> so,
0: every once in a while, they'll have these, like, missing segments, or, like, these wanted segments, or just different, um just different segments, and, uh, one of them was actually based on Carly Gousset, where he basically phoned in her mom, and she, you know, kind of broadcasts about her situation and being missing, and I remember this, I remember this, I remember seeing this within the last, like, year, I want to say, because it was fairly recent, when this story in general happened fairly recently, so, anyway, let me jump into it, because I'm just... I love it.
1: Rambling. Anyway. Okay, so <laughs> on
0: the morning of October 13, 2018, 16-year-old Carly Gousset vanished from her home in Calfant Valley, California, without a trace, never to be seen again. There are many theories and speculations around Carly's disappearance, including a change in the original story the family had told. So... Carly would actually have been 18 this year or she would have been 18 by now and technically graduating. Uh, A little background on on Carly. She was your typical teenager, whatever that means these days, but she was super sweet, funny, and pretty popular.
1: That means you're into emo music? A little bit of Deep House?
0: I mean, I think it's a...
1: And a, lot of, and a lot into Pokemon.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's what she was into, according to Jose. Maybe. I don't think you'd make a very good teenager now. You sound like a boring teenager.
1: Not even. I was a shit back in the day. Well,
0: mm-hmm. okay.
1: <laughs> so,
0: she lived with her father, Zachary, her stepmother, Melissa, and two of her younger brothers, which they didn't name, but their ages are nine and ten. Uh, Carly's biological mother, Lindsay Fairley, and her father, Zach, had divorced when Carly was just a toddler, but nonetheless, her parents still had a great relationship. Lindsay and Carly were extremely close, too. Lindsay described them as being best friends. While she was younger, Carly lived with her mother for a while, but then her mother decided to move to Nevada, and so Carly moved in with her father and her stepmother. For a majority of her upbringing, they lived in Bishop, California, prior to moving to... I hope I'm saying this right. Is it Calfont or is it... I guess it's Calfont Valley. Uh, Prior to moving to Calfont Valley, it's really not a significant distance. So Carly was still able to attend her high school and continue seeing her regular group of friends. Which is, you know, pretty... I think it's pretty important to teenagers, especially... especially uh... In this like decade.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Right. It's hard so, to make new friends.
0: It is. It's it's tough out there, man. Like we only fuck. have like
1: three of them, so.
0: Shit, I know.
1: And that's that's some of the listeners right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so on October twelfth, two thousand eighteen, the night before her disappearance, oh, I don't even know why. What I just the said hell that. did you just say? <laughs> it's a pair it's the night before her disappearance, Carly asked her parents if she could attend a football game at her school with a group of friends. It was nothing out of the ordinary, and her parents agreed she could go. So, um, okay, so, like, we've kind of, I want to say we've all kind of been teenagers, because we all have. But, you know well, how you would like...
1: T- I skipped a part of my life, so... Well,
0: that's okay, you get to relive it. Um, You know how you would tell your parents you were like going somewhere but really you were going somewhere else i mean i know i did that on quite a few occasions just because like you know they weren't really too cool about me going certain places or maybe they just didn't want to be want me to like be in certain situations or so you're
1: telling me you didn't listen to your parents I when mean, you were a kid no i don't even know you anymore
0: wow <laughs> well you know it's okay i'm I'm a changed person now so that was kind of the situation with carly on this evening uh her group of friends actually never made it to the football game that evening instead carly and her boyfriend donald arrowwood went to a house party things took um an extremely bizarre turn with Carly at this point. So something went horribly wrong at the party, causing her to like completely freak out. At around 8 p.m., her stepmom, Melissa, called her and asked if she needed a ride home from the football game. Carly rejected her offer, saying that she would get a ride from her boyfriend. Ooh. So during the party, while everyone was having a good time, Carly became frantic and difficult to console. Her boyfriend, Donald, said something about the music and how terrified Carly was of it. Carly no longer cared about pretending to be at a football game, so she called her stepmom less than an hour later in a panic, asking to be picked up. Her exact words were, Never mind. Hurry up. I changed my mind. Come get me. I'm booking it down Dixon Lane. Hurry, hurry. I'm scared. So Melissa agreed to pick her up, and obviously at this point Carly confessed about going uh, to the party instead of the football game and as Melissa made her way to pick up pick her up, Carly was adamant about being about being picked up right away and asked Melissa not to hang up the phone and like just kind of stay on the line with her so Melissa drove um to This trailer park that Carly had mentioned at first, but there was no sign of Carly when she arrived. So she continued driving around and looking for her when suddenly she saw Carly running towards her car. So she the only way she was able to spot Carly was first of all, this area was like pitch, like pitch black darkness. And the only way she was able to notice her was because of her cell phone light was like, you know, lighting up this person running so luckily they kind of you know met each other and she basically jumps into the back seat of the car like hysterically according to melissa carly looked very pale and her pupils were really dilated Although Carly was safe at this point, she continued to hysterically move from seat to seat, worrying that somehow the car would kill her. She even expressed repeatedly how scared she was. At some point, Carly apparently admitted to smoking marijuana at the party. But if you ask me, this doesn't really sound like behavior caused from smoking marijuana. I mean... Definitely sounds like a bad trip from something or some kind of a hallucinogen. I don't know. According, I just, uh, you know what I mean? It, like, people get paranoid off of weed, but, like, not to this extent where you're, like, in a full-blown panic. At least I don't think so. Well,
1: some people react again, to things But I don't know. I mean, she was a
0: teenager, so who knows? Maybe she did react to it differently. But the whole... Dilated pupils? I don't think your pupils dilate when you smoke marijuana. Do they? At least I don't think um,
1: so. I don't know. I don't know. Is it dilate or what's the other one?
0: Not dilate.
1: There's two of them, isn't there? There's one where they get really... Which one's dilated when they get big?
0: Yes. And there's
1: one where they get really small.
0: Right? Yeah. They're Dilated. I that's don't know like what it's called when they're small, but I think dilated is when they get big.
1: Yeah, that's like an. Because
0: when they do your, they like dilate your eyes, they, type of stuff. You know? look, your like pupils get larger so they can view stuff? And when they're doing. Hit the us up, and. Dr.
1: Drew. What okay. do you What do you know about the subject?
0: Sorry, so Zachary, Carly's dad, had arrived home from work and was having some beers when Melissa and Carly walked in. He noticed Carly acting erratically, and he described how Carly would huddle in a corner, freaking out one minute, then suddenly, her demeanor would change, and change, and she would be telling her parents how much she loved them. Oh, she was on... I mean... I don't know what it is. Just saying. She was even acting particularly terrified of her phone and her parents getting too close to her. Although they kept asking her what was wrong, Carly kept telling them she didn't know. Carly asked to be taken to the hospital a couple times, but Melissa refrained from taking her, later stating there was no real reason to go. Uh. In an attempt to sober her up, Melissa made her a salad and gave her a power bar. Which is, um, I don't know, I don't really understand that. It's not like she was drunk, but I guess it's a start. Um, Carly continuously spat the lettuce out and re- referred to it as the devil's Lettuce. Eventually, Melissa was able to calm Carly with the promise of staying with her in her room. Carly wanted them to paint their nails, color, and read the Bible. Color? Mm -hmm. So, her mental state was all over the place the entire night.
1: Color? Mm -hmm.
0: Just saying. Okay. So, shortly before her disappearance, Carly had gotten into some trouble at school for using marijuana and she had been suspended. Uh, so as a result of her actions, Melissa decided to secretly record Carly's behavior in this partic- uh, on this particular evening with the intention of later showing Carly her behavior while intoxicated. Hopeful it would be an important lesson. The C- uh, ugh, I can't talk. The secret recording has never been released to the public, but multiple accounts have described Carly's behavior on the recording as being very scared. So prior to Fox News, I mean, after Fox News, I'll get into that part too, but they also went on to the Dr. Phil show and Dr. Phil and his staff was very insistent of listening to the recording and they refused stating that because it was an ongoing investigation, they really couldn't have it be played. And they kind of went on to say like, oh, but nobody asked us if they wanted to hear it. And like he was like, "Uh, no, I'm pretty sure my staff like asked you about it. Mm. And eventually during a commercial break, they did play for Dr. Phil, but it was never aired live. However, Fox News was one of the um, accounts that had the opportunity to listen to it. So the recording was eight minutes long, uh, eight minutes and 45 seconds long. And supposedly it consisted of Carly saying she didn't want to sleep in case she was killed and asking if Melissa was going to call 911. In tears, Carly apologized and allegedly continued um, in something of a panic mode. So like she just, she just like she's hysterically crying in this video and like, consistently, like, asking to be taken to the hospital. When the footage was played for her biological mother, Lindsay claimed the footage uh, showed an extremely disturbing story. According to Lindsay, Carly was begging for Melissa to call 911, but Melissa continued to, like, refuse to call them. And, however, Melissa counteracted the claim by stating at one point in the footage that she agreed to call 911 if Carly wanted but when Carly asked her if she was calling or if she had called, Melissa said, no, you know, as evident in the audio, Carly's behavior alternated between paranoid and excited. At one point in um, at one point in the audio, Carly says, I really messed up today. And Melissa tries to soothe her by saying we all do things in life that we regret. Drugs, especially. While Melissa is urging her to get some sleep, Carly is freaking out and saying, I don't want to sleep. You're going to kill me. And Melissa responds with um, by saying, why would I kill you? That's preposterous. With which Carly responds, I'm just thinking all this demonic stuff and I can't help it. So according to a Facebook comment, Melissa claims that Carly had been writing on a piece of paper for a few hours that night. What she was writing is still a complete mystery, and obviously that paper has not been found today, and I'll explain that in the end. So as she continued to calm Carly, Melissa was also texting some of Carly's friends and her boyfriend Donald at the time, who was was actually very worried about her. And one text that stands out to many internet sleuths was sent to Donald at 1.27 a.m. saying, please pray. So that's a little bit suspicious. Like, why are you, you know what I mean? Like, if uh, if this is like a she's going to get over it kind of situation, why are you sitting there texting her friends? That's a little bit yeah. weird in my, in, I don't know, in my hand. So Carly's paranoia was so intense that she refused to let her stepmom out of her sight. She wanted her by her side the entire night. So Carly even asked Melissa to sleep next to her, which Melissa agreed to with no problems. So here's where Melissa's timeline gets a little bit suspicious. At first, Melissa reported putting Carly to bed and spent the night in her own room. Claiming to wake up around 5.45 a.m. and doing her usual routine of opening the the kids' doors and waking them up, she told Dateline she saw Carly in her bed at that time. Since all looked normal, she went back to sleep for a little bit longer before her second round. When she woke up a little bit later, around 7.30 a.m., she went back to check on Carly, and she was nowhere to be found. Like, she looked all over the house, all over the backyard, and she wasn't there.
1: So, this is what she's saying? This
0: is what she's saying. However, Melissa would later change her story, claiming she actually spent the entire night right next to Carly.
1: I have a feeling about this lady.
0: Well, we'll get there. Stating the last time she saw Carly was beside her around 5.45 a.m. When she briefly woke up, noticing Carly was still awake with her eyes wide open. But when she awoke again at 7.30 a.m., Carly was no longer near her. And she also noticed the front door was left ajar and a single fresh footprint left a lone track on the driveway. Many concerned citizens found it to be very odd That so many important details had changed from one of the last people who saw Carly. And she, like, immediately took to social media, like, the, like, within the same day. Like, she went on to social media, and she's like, Carly's missing, like, she's freaking out, she's, like, panicking, and she's like, like, I don't know where she is, like, it's been 10 hours, she's been missing, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's just, you know what I mean?
1: You know what this reminds me of? Mm. Of, that, of that true crime you did a while back? About that lady that was kept on, like, oh, with that little kid with the ear infected. Her, right, her, um... The little boy's like, oh, pray for my little son, he's this and that, he's, uh, you know. I love him so much, while taking pictures at the hospitals and all this stuff with him.
0: Yeah, Lacey Spears.
1: That Lacey Spears? Yeah, yeah. Where she was as it sounds childhood. familiar to me with this stuff
0: yeah and i mean i mean i guess it I, it is 2018 when this happened, so i guess it makes sense if you want to take to social media because shit that's, like that that's what like, everything is now travels, social media i know but it travels fast that's the thing yeah? and like i don't blame her but at the same time it's kind of like
1: uh i mean was it narcissistic is that the word She just wants some of the attention.
0: Maybe? Did you say narcissistic? Yeah. Mm, I think narcissistic has a lot more meaning than just attention, isn't it?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess.
0: I mean, it's definitely one of the.
1: I'm not a math magician. Attention
0: seeker, that's for sure. But I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily that. But if she just. If my child was missing, I wouldn't like. But then again. Again, which one of the um, sources also noted this, a lot of people um, grieve differently in, like, moments of people missing. Of course, So I can't say. Because in one instance, this lady was taking to social media, but then her biological mother was, like, staying far from it. Like, was not going into social media and, like, searching for it. And even at some points, I like stumbled upon some facts that like she wasn't even really involved in like the search party or anything like that you know what i mean like she kind of like hung back and that's also normal like some people yeah, don't so want to be just, involved because you're in such, panic and down, such yeah. shock that you don't know what to do yeah so um Could it be that she was just unsure of what to say when questioned by reporters, or did she actually carry guilt for not watching Carly as closely as she should have? So she woke up her husband, Zachary, letting him know Carly was gone, and he was equally confused, so they both came up with the assumption that maybe she may have gone for a walk around the neighborhood to, like, you know, clear her mind, especially with the long night that she had had. So they jumped in each of their cars and began to scour the neighborhood in hopes of finding her. When there was still no sign of Carly, Zachary decided it was time to let Carly's biological mother, Lindsay, know and I'm sorry, let her know that she was missing. So he made the call at 9 35 a.m., letting Lindsay know that Carly was gone. And Lindsay was adamant something was very strange about Zachary's phone call, stating the word gone represented something else to her. So the Mono County Sheriff's Department was soon notified that Carly was missing. And to make matters even more unnerving, Carly's parents noticed her cell phone was still at home, which was a very unchar which was very uncharacteristic of her. A teenage girl leaving without her cell phone like that's unrealistic, you know. Yeah,
1: especially in 2018.
0: Yeah. So, Donald would soon come by the house after receiving the call about Carly missing also. And according to him, Carly's cell phone was left on, her f- on uh, her, near her bed. But according to Melissa, the cell phone had been on the kitchen island the entire time. So, as police began their investigation, they stumbled upon three separate witnesses who claimed to have seen someone that resembled Carly walking through the neighborhood. So, all three witnesses are very credible, according to the sheriff's department, and they knew who Carly was. So, this wasn't just, like, some random person who, you know, kind of matched, recognized, you know what I mean? They knew who she was. Like, they knew what she looked like. They were credible sources. Yeah, yeah. So, Richard Eddy, who was a police officer, a retired police officer, lived down the street from the... uh, from the goussets and was relaxing in his jacuzzi hot tub enjoying some coffee when he noticed a girl matching Carly's description walking past his home around six thirty between six thirty and six forty five AM but something didn't seem right according to Richard. The girl was wandering around staring up in the sky holding a piece of paper. To him it was particularly unusual because you normally wouldn't see children walking in the neighborhood like that especially so early in the morning. The second witness was a teacher by the name of Kenneth Dunton, who lived just down the street and around the corner from the Gousset's, claimed he claimed that he saw Carly walking by the same uh walking by the same morning, also holding a piece of paper. It has been speculated by her family that the piece of paper Carly was holding was for her counseling sessions from when she got caught with the marijuana at school. The third and the third final witness, who was a wooder, claimed to have seen someone who looked like Carly at the corner of Highway 6, around a mile from her family home, standing behind a barbed wire fence around 7 and 7:30 AM. In addition to Melissa's timeline changing, the items of clothing she reported Carly wearing also seemed to change. At first, she said Carly was wearing a white t-shirt, blue skinny jeans, and Vans, but when the eyewitness account surfaced, she once again changed her story, claiming Carly was actually wearing gray sweats. But later, in a podcast with Nancy Grace, she would go on to say that Carly was actually just wearing a t-shirt and an an undergarment. Despite all the search efforts and eyewitnesses, Carly is still missing, unfortunately. So Carly's story has gone viral since then, with many supporters hoping to crack open the case and bring Carly home. Like, there's actually two groups that are kind of, like, fighting over this, basically, at this point. Like, one is on the side of Lindsay, and the other is on the side of Melissa and her father. So, sadly, even by October 2019, a sheriff's deputy from Mono County reported we are no closer to finding Carly. Thousands of comments from Reddit users have examined the possibility that Melissa may have accidentally caused Carly's death by poorly handling her substance abuse from the night before. The evidence used to support this theory is heavily due to the fact that Melissa changed her story multiple times. Claims were also made that Melissa got her car detailed following Carly's disappearance. And even at one point when she's doing this live video, she's talking about how like her and her husband basically got into their separate cars to go search for her and they went through these like, um... Like uh, the way she described it was like as if it was like a very rocky, like you know, desert looking area. Mm-hmm. And like as if her car, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's ins- it like sustained some, some like dirt and just some not damage necessarily, but you know what I mean? Like, her car couldn't handle it because it was like the small Camry or Crawler or something like that additional comments surrounding this theory is the fact that melissa's shifty eyes during all of her facebook live videos so those skeptical those skeptical of melissa notice her eyes darting all over the screen while giving often changing information about carly's disappearance although she has many she has made many videos not one of them Ever is a video begging for whoever that may have Carly to come forward or speaking directly to Carly, asking her to come home. But during the October 2019 Mono County Sheriff's Conference, Zachary and Melissa came forward speaking directly at Carly. Like, just like crying and just saying like, you know, Carly, if you hear this, we love you. We just want you to come home. Like, you know. So another theory is... um. About the fact that, like, Carly was basically going through some stuff during this time and apparently she had called, um, like, a suicide hotline in the weeks before and she was having a very tumultuous relationship with her boyfriend Donald and she just wasn't happy with her life, I guess. So according to the Charlie Project, the last text made to her boyfriend Donald claimed that the substance she smoked had been laced. And possibly still experiencing intense paranoia, Carly could have wandered into the desert in in her rural neighborhood and succumbed to the harsh environment. Some also point out that Donald's strange behavior from the night of Carly's alleged panic. In a Facebook group, he wrote that as they were walking to his house, Carly appeared to be super scared. He tried to calm her by hugging her, but Carly bit his side and ran away. He didn't want to chase after her as not to scare her even more, so especially considering how dark it was. So Donald stated that she basically ran off and um, like disappeared from his sight. 10 days after her disappearance, he goes on to Facebook and he makes this comment that um, there actually never was a party, that they never went to a party. They had been hanging out at a friend's house and they were like smoking and just hanging out and they were walking back to his house when Carly freaked out and ran off calling Melissa to pick her up. Another possibility for Carly's whereabouts point to many travelers on the highway where Carly was supposedly last seen by one of the witnesses. Considering she may have been walking toward Highway 6, it's speculated that many sex traffickers are usually picked up near highways since it's such an easy getaway. People getting sold in human trafficking happens so much more often than we would like to admit shit Apparently, it even happens like within Walmart. Regardless of how Carly happened to disappear, we all continue to do our part in hopes of bringing Carly home safe. If you or anyone has information about the disappearance of Carly Lane Gousset, please contact the Mono County Sheriff's Department at 760-932-7549. And that is a disappearance of Carly Guse. So, it's still an ongoing investigation. And I really hope they do find this girl, like, more alive than anything. But at least just to give her parents, like, a peace of mind of what the fuck happened to her. Because, like, to just vanish in the middle of the night? Like, well, I guess uh, not in the middle of the night, in the morning necessarily, but.
1: Technically morning, yeah.
0: But that's just insane. And she's such a cute, like, sweet-looking girl. Like, she's just this blue-eyed, long... I want to say, like, it's a dirty blonde hair color, but just... Just sucks, man. She's just too young to, like...
1: Yeah, this is it's more of a... This story was more wild, as in, um...
0: Yeah, just the surrounding of it. Yeah. And there's I, just a lot of speculation. There's a lot of back and forth on it. And that's the shitty part. Like, that there's no real answers. And they can't...
1: Yeah, that's what's... Especially can't in, narrow it down. especially if it's a recent thing.
0: Yeah, two years ago.
1: If you say that you don't know, like it was back in the day where DNA wasn't around that much or this and that. Yeah, no. It's but no, this that. is recent.
0: But she just like vanished into thin air and there's just no trace. Ugh. But before you take us into the AOK, I do want to cover some of my um, some of the research and some of the sources that I found. Uh, Fox News gave me a lot of good information. There was a another article off of medium.com titled uh, Disappearance in a Small Town What Happened to Carly Guse? I also got a little bit of information off of a, another um, site called ReviewJournal.com, which is titled A Year Later Still No Answer to California Teen's Disappearance. And also, I was able to find some YouTube like documentaries. So that was kind of cool because they had a little bit more insight as well. So if you guys are interested, definitely check out her story. And if you're in that area, keep a lookout. But um, definitely, let's do something about this because this shit of missing kids is just. It needs to stop, man. Just bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. Take us into the AOK.
1: All right, Today's the AOK okay is kind of a uh, pretty wild.
0: Does it involve a dog?
1: What? A dog. No, it doesn't. A duck. It involves a human.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So the headline reads First, goodnewsnetwork.org. Mm
0: hmm. Our homies?
1: No, the website we get them from. Oh. They have not responded to my phone calls, <laughs> my emails, my shout outs. Have I had a you couple. you been emailing them? No, I haven't, but you know.
0: Okay, good, because I would like to review those emails before you start emailing anybody.
1: Why haven't you said you're my friend yet? <laughs> Sincerely, Jose. <laughs> so, the headline reads, Hero Teen is rewarded for returning $135,000 he found next to an ATM machine.
0: Stop it. Who? Who just leaves $135,000 next to an ATM machine?
1: Well, let me uh, read the rest uh, and we'll see.
0: Okay. This blows my mind.
1: It says, a trip to a bank's ATM machine is usually a mundane affair. But for Jose Nunez Romanes Romanis, uh, his visit on Sunday is one that he will remember for the rest of his life. The 19-year-old was helping his grandfather buy a pair of socks online when he noticed his account balance was low. Oh my gosh, stop it. So, he drove to the nearest Wells Fargo to to his home in Albuquerque to make a deposit. Little did he know, he was about to make an incredible discovery. When he arrived to make his deposit, Jose noticed a clear plastic bag on the ground filled with cash. It turned out to be one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. And uh yeah, one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars worth of fifties and twenty dollar bills. You know what that kinda sets my bell? Set rings my bell or ring my bell no, never mind. Sorry. Who would leave a hundred and thirty five thousand dollars in fifties and twenties somewhere?
0: Drug dealers.
1: Booyah. So it says, uh, when I first saw it, I kind of stared at it for a few seconds, not knowing what to do, Jose told the New York Times, I was very shocked, I've never seen so much money. Crazy thoughts raced through his head, was someone going to kidnap him, was this some kind of practical joke? After taking a moment to collect himself, Jose did what he knew was the right thing. He took a little bit of it out and gave the rest back. No, that's not what he that's said. Not what that's not what happened. Um, I lost it. Okay, so they uh, did what he knew was right. He called the police. They soon discovered that the money had accidentally been left behind by a worker tasked with refilling the ATM. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Somebody's getting fired.
0: Oh, yeah, they are. But, I mean, that's a quick... That's a quick connection
1: right there. Damn. Um, Officer Drobic later told the Times, "I've seen a lot of stuff in 21 years, but this was unique and refreshing for the department and city." Police think that this is the biggest amount of money ever found and returned in Albuquer- Albuquerque history. Jose's childhood dream was uh, has been to work in law enforcement himself, as a crime scene investigator. And currently studies criminal justice at Central New Mexico Community College. Nice on Tuesday. he received an unexpected call from Officer Jobic asking him what it was like to be considered a hero in his community and even though Jose said he didn't feel like a hero, the mayor and police chief held a ceremony to honor him anyway.
0: That's awesome.
1: Mayor Tim Keller praised the young man's honesty in returning every penny of the money, saying, Man, we all know that temptation, even just to take a little, just one of those bundles off the top. I meant that. I meant that had to be really hard. I mean, that had to be really hard. So, even the politician, guys, like. I would kind of take a little bit before <laughs> I'd sending at least all back.
0: Take two stacks.
1: <laughs> I at least take a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> so local businesses have showered Jose with rewards. He has resif- he has resi- uh, received gift cards from local restaurants, sports gear, and season tickets for University of New Mexico football, courtesy of ESPN Radio. He was also given a five hundred dollars scholarship. From an electric company.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, but if you think about it
0: actually a, hun- a $500 scholarship? Yeah. Okay, I mean...
1: I or at least giving him $130,000. I mean, <laughs> I was
0: going to say well, they let him take the money if he calls and waits a few weeks, but I realized the money was found by somebody. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, actually belonged to... It's probably like... What is that company called?
1: Um, you know, the main one. Safeguard. I don't know. Okay. And perhaps best of all, the police chief invited Jose to apply for a job as a public service aide for the department. It was also the best gift for Mother's Day. She called me and asked and almost started crying. She told me I did the right thing and that she was proud of me. Aww. Aww. And then if you scroll down, you see a picture of the little girl that played Annie. And right underneath her, they show a picture of Ronald McDonald. Which, I can't tell which one's who. (laughs) Wow. Okay, that was way off topic,
0: but that's very Uh, cool. Good job, Jose.
1: Good news network. $135,000. That's
0: not easy, but I mean...
1: But you know what? They didn't have to do it, but... A hundred thirty-five thousand dollars return, and you give him five hundred dollars scholarship. I mean, come on.
0: I mean, at least bump it up to like. I From don't know, crime, to 000. for a crime
1: scene investigator.
0: Yeah, but also there's. I mean, it's a bank. There's cameras.
1: Yeah, and also there's money. You know, probably they have the serial numbers counted, and you know how they do drug busts uh, and shit like that.
0: Not really. Not with like ATM Phillips like that, because it's not new money.
1: Then I would have next- took some of it
0: no because then eventually the uh the bank company what the fuck are they called anyway the company that brings the money
1: the coast guard no
0: <laughs> and i'm a and i and i And you work for deal a bank. with this, but that's not the point. So anyway, eventually they would have found out who it was somehow. They would have traced it back. But good for him. Way to be an upstanding citizen. Let that be
1: a... I can be your hero, baby.
0: Whoa, no. But That's let that be a... Yeah, absolutely. Let that be an example to all of you. I mean, don't take advantage of any situation. Because you know what? Eventually, karma is a bitch. And maybe he... This is a great outcome for him. I hope they're serious about letting him volunteer or work at the station or whatever. Yeah, he's,
1: he's, he's, he's... Come planning. on, you want somebody like that... Absolutely. And your law enforcement, you absolutely. know.
0: Absolutely, good for him.
1: A good, honest person.
0: Very cool. Well, this was fun. We went on longer than we should have, but it's thank quarantine. You, absolutely, thank <laughs> you all for joining us, and we will be sure to post pictures of the beer and Carly Gousset. Um, and yeah, and make sure to join us on Friday. Tune in on Friday when we have our beer sowed.
1: And if you're new, you know, give us a rate a review.
0: Yes, absolutely. Follow, uh, like, and subscribe.
1: And if you're not new and you haven't done it, come on, why haven't you done it? I mean, come at on. least
0: follow us. Come on, you know you want to.
1: And if you don't want to, then that's fine.
0: That's cool too. Cheers. Cheers. Cappers. And toodles.